Hello guys, it is episode 217, 217, and uh, I am happy to bring to you guys another episode of the Remix Movement Podcast. My name is Stephanie, for those who are new, and for those who are new, thank you for listening. Um, I just want to take a brief moment to say I appreciate you listening to this podcast. I am happy that God brought you here. Uh, whether somebody shared this with you, whether you stumbled upon it on YouTube, on Facebook. But uh, if you like the message, I'm going to go ahead and tell you, I would really appreciate it um, if you liked us and you followed us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. <laughs> um, I just want to make sure that I say that because I know a lot of people, they, they do these podcasts and they forget to say things like that. And even though it's so easy and it's free for us to do, it doesn't really cost anything for you just to go ahead on Facebook, click the like on the Remix Movement podcast, click the follow on Instagram at the Remix Movement, and then subscribe to the channel. I just want to make sure that you don't miss any of our future episodes and that if there's any new updates or any announcements or you want to check out the verse of the day, you can definitely get those things and those notifications, okay? So I'm done with that. Uh, We're going to talk today about two women that I want to talk about. (laughs) We're going to talk about Mary and Martha. We're going to talk about um, their relationship with Jesus. And we're going to talk about it in a different context, right? Something fresh, something innovating. And I really do hope and pray that this is something that you can relate to um, because it definitely has changed my perspective. (laughs) All right. So we're reading in Luke chapter 10, um, verses 38 to 42. And I am reading from the New Life uh, version. It's a different version, New Life version. I'm just going to change it. So uh, the title of it is Mary and Martha Care for Jesus. And I'm going to go ahead and read it now. It says, as they went on their way, they came to a town where a woman named Martha lived. She cared for Jesus in her home. Martha had a sister named Mary. Mary sat at the feet of Jesus and listened to all he said. Martha was working hard, getting the supper ready. She came to Jesus and said, do you see that my sister is not helping me? Tell her to help me. Jesus said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Only a few things are important. Even just one. Mary has chosen the good thing. It will not be taken away from her. Okay. now I want to go ahead and read the New Living Translation. I feel like sometimes if you read two different versions, um, it kind of gives you a little bit more of clarity. All right. So uh, New Living Translation, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. The title of it is Jesus visits Martha and Mary. And it says, as Jesus and the disciples continued on their way to Jerusalem, they came to a certain village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. Her sister Mary uh, sat at the Lord's feet listening to what he taught, but Martha was distracted by the big dinner she was preparing. She came to Jesus and said, Lord, doesn't it seem unfair to you that my sister just sits here while I do all the work? Tell her to come on, help me. But the Lord said to her, my dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about. Mary has discovered it and it will not be taken away from her. All right. So um, I want to go ahead and say that 
The Bible talks about how Mary and Martha were the sisters to Lazarus. Okay, and how Jesus had a really good relationship with all three of them. And uh, the Bible talks about how he loved Mary, Martha and Lazarus. Okay, so this is not just somebody that they stumbled upon in a village that they didn't know. This wasn't somebody that um, they didn't know by name. This wasn't somebody that was surprised to see Jesus. Okay, Um, when they get to Martha's house, okay, Martha, it's her house, right? She cares for Jesus in her home, okay? And the way that she cares for her home, the way that she cares for Jesus is by preparing the atmosphere, okay? Making sure that everything is clean, making sure that everything is looking good, making sure that the dinner is ready. And she gets a really bad rap because some people think that she was too distracted with the things going on around her in her home that she did not realize the one thing that mattered was Jesus's presence. Okay. And that is basically what Jesus refers to when he talks to her. Right. But I want to just, I want to laugh a little bit because sometimes the scripture says things that I think about in my own life. Right. So if I'm there, I'm expecting somebody super important on my house. My sister's there, I'm cleaning and she's literally just sitting there, not doing anything. And it's natural and understanding to know how Martha is feeling. It is natural and and easy to understand why Martha tells Jesus, like, don't you see her? She's not doing anything. Like, here I am trying to make sure that I get everything good for you, and she's just sitting there, right? So I, I thought it was really funny because I'm like, bro, if this person is that important, right? Jesus, the son of God, is in your house. He's the superstar. He's the healer. He's the protector. He's the like uh, the person who's going to redeem you, restore you, and help you, and then save you, okay? I would never go to him in that tone. But again, they knew Jesus, right? They had a different relationship with him. So I just want to say that caring for Jesus is something that can be seen in this context in two different ways by two different sisters, okay? We have one sister by the name of Mary, which I believe Martha, it is possible that she's the older sister. It is possible because that's her house. She's the caretaker. It is possible that she is the older sister. We're not really sure, but I think that is a possibility, okay? And it's not that she doesn't care about Jesus. She cares about Jesus enough to make sure that when he gets to the house, the house is clean, the house has food, and that the atmosphere is prepared. And I believe that in our lives as believers, as Christians, we need to be able to care enough about Jesus, to care about our relationship with Jesus, that we prepare our homes and our atmospheres for Jesus's arrival. How do we do that? We make sure that we pray right before we open up the word of God. We make sure that we're not distracted by phone notifications, somebody calling us on WhatsApp or on Snapchat, and we're preparing the atmosphere. Sometimes you can also prepare the atmosphere with worship music, right? So if you put on some worship instrumental music and you pray and you're in his presence, 
you are preparing the atmosphere for what Jesus is about to do. Because Jesus is going to come to you in that atmosphere that you have created, that you have prepared, and he's going to be the person to listen to you, to help you, to restore you, to give you a miracle, to drop a blessing. And he, he needs a space to do that. And in order for you to have a good space, you have to have preparation. So I don't want you to think that Martha is a bad person. She is not a bad person. She cares for Jesus in a different way. Her way is very motherly, very hospitality-wise, and it's all about preparation, okay? The second way that you can care about Jesus is the way that we see through Mary. Mary cares enough about Jesus. Mary cares about Jesus so much that she says, the only thing that's important to me the only way to show Jesus how important he is to me, the only way to show him how much I love and I care for him is by me sitting at his feet and giving him my undivided attention. She is literally waiting an expectation for a transformation in her life. The way she cares about Jesus is by literally forgetting everything that's going on around her and giving all that she has into being in Jesus's presence. And Jesus acknowledges that because in that moment, okay, both of these things are important. Both of these things show that these women care about Jesus. But Jesus says, even though you care about the details, even though you care about a lot of the things, even though you are a person that cares about me, the one thing that is the most important is my presence right now. See, Mary and Martha did not know that Jesus was going to die on the cross. Mary and Martha did not know at this point that he was about to die and he was going to redeem them. He was going to save them. He was then going to rise up from the dead three days later. They did not know. Okay. And later after we see these women come back trying to look for Jesus's presence again, because later in the scripture, when he passes away, right? And he's in the grave. Mary and Martha, they're literally on their way to the tomb to be able to put the, uh, their spices and prepare the tomb and put their perfume. See, that's another way of caring for Jesus. Even after he dies, they still care about Jesus and they want to make him a memorial. But they didn't know that Jesus had already resurrected, that Jesus had already took the keys away from death, hell, and the grave, okay? So that's another story. But I want to get back to this, right? When we care about Jesus... We care about Jesus in different ways. And again, Mary cares about him to the point where she says, the one thing that I'm going to put my attention on is Jesus's presence right now. Every word that comes out of his mouth, I'm going to pay attention to. Every detail that he says, I'm going to pay attention to. I'm excited. I'm I'm ready. Whatever it is that he's going to drop in my lap, whatever knowledge, whatever parable, whatever wisdom, I am there. And that's what Jesus says. He says, listen, Mary has discovered it, right? And he says it will not be taken away from her. What The presence of Jesus Christ will not be taken away from you, okay? When we say be in God's presence, we're not saying that he's going to leave you because the Bible says that he doesn't leave you and he never forsakes you. Okay, but there's a presence, there's an atmosphere where God is able to manifest himself in a way that builds your faith and leaves a 
a transgressional mark on you. I mean, sorry, not transgressional, a transformational mark on you. Okay. And in the presence of God, um, that's when people are able to see the gifts that God gives them. Right. So speaking in tongues, seeing miracles and healings and signs it's almost like a picture of what like the apostles go through in the upper room, right? When they're in the presence of God in Acts later, we see them speaking in different tongues. We see them literally in flames. We see the presence of God manifesting himself in a different way. So Jesus is here saying, hey, this presence that I give you, it will never be taken away from you. It's just a matter of how and when you choose to care about me how and when you choose to put me first. All right. Put me first. So I want to take this back to our relationship with Jesus Christ, right? I want to make it practical to you. And the practical question is, how are you showing Jesus that you care about him in your daily life? Actually, did you show Jesus today that you cared about him? Did you prepare the atmosphere for Jesus to be in your presence, to show you something different, to reveal to you a brand new idea, to give you the blessing that you have been asking for? Did you prepare the atmosphere for him to manifest in a way that will transform your life, just like Mary did? Did you prepare your heart? Did you prepare that space? Now, did you even care about Jesus enough to be waiting in expectation in Jesus's presence like Mary did? Did you take the time to be in a space where you said, God, here I am, have your way in me? And it's something so simple that we can do every single day. Every single day, we have the opportunity to care about Jesus. Every single day we have the opportunity to prepare the atmosphere. Every single day we have the opportunity to be in Jesus's presence. And even though we have this opportunity, it is a choice and a decision if we want to be able to do that. Do we value the details of our lives to be able to give them up to Jesus? Oh, that's, that's, I was looking for that. <laughs> but that's a tough question. Do we value the details in our lives enough to be able to give them up to Jesus? Do we value the areas in our lives that we struggle with to present them to God? Or are we afraid that if we present them to God, he's going to tell us what we already know is the truth? Do we value the presence of God enough to say, I'm going to stop one hour of watching YouTube to be in your presence, God. I'm going to stop one hour of texting my boyfriend or my girlfriend so that I can spend time in the Bible reading your scripture to receive an expectation, a revelation. I'm going to take one hour away from complaining to my friend about how terrible my day was so that I can be able to tell you, God, how terrible my day was, and then you can help me to get through the next few days of the week. See, we have a lot in common with both Mary and Martha. See, we might be just like Martha in the sense where we're choosing to be involved in the things around us on purpose. 
We're choosing to not spend time with God, but we're choosing to think about what's going on with school, what's going on with work, what's going on with this and that. See, there are people that they go to work and they work six to eight hours a day, maybe even more, right? And when they come home and they see their families, the first thing they do is talk about what happened at work, how they felt and what was good and what was bad. And literally, it's them looking back at their days. They have the time to share with their loved ones how their full day was. But then they don't make time to tell God, this is how my day was. I need you to fix it so that I don't feel this way tomorrow. Or God, I need you to to help me prepare my heart for what it is that you you want me to change. And we can also see ourselves a little bit like Mary also, in the sense where we want to be able to be in Jesus's presence. We have the desire to be in Jesus's presence, but out of fear, we choose not to. Because not that we don't value it, but we're scared that Jesus is finally going to come into our intimacy, into our relationship, into our personal relationship with God and give us the straight answers that we know already. So I want you guys, after listening to this episode, to reread uh, Luke chapter 10, verses 38 to 42. And I want you really to... Ask yourself, God, am I showing you I care about you? Did I show you that I care about you today? Did I prepare my atmosphere today? Did I prepare my heart to receive a word from you today? Did I choose to spend time with you today intentionally? Did I intentionally take time away from something that I do all the time to be able to spend time with you in expectation of something that you're going to tell me that's going to drastically change my life. And if you see that there are areas in your life that you are missing out on, maybe you feel like I'm not doing, I'm not being a Mary and I'm not being a Martha. And maybe Jesus is telling you today, you're missing out. You're missing out. And once you discover who I am, I will not be taken away. Like if you need to go to God After you read those scriptures, after you pray and you evaluate your life and you say, you know what, God, from this moment on. I want to be in your presence. I want to intentionally be in your presence, but I also want to be able to prepare myself for what it is you have for me. Both of these both of these things are important. Both of these things have value and it's not for us to just push them aside because we, we know from the scripture that Jesus needs to be our number one priority. We need to have Jesus in our finances to be prosperous. We need to have Jesus in our relationships so we can have great marriages and great friendships. We need to have Jesus in our lives so that we, he can help us out with our career changes, our business changes. We need to have Jesus in the way we, we talk to people. We need to have Jesus in the way that we act around people. See, when you have Jesus in all of the areas of your life, the Bible says, if you put me first, everything else will fall into place. So 
I'm going to have a better marriage because I have Jesus in the center. I'm going to have a better relationship with my mom and dad because I have Jesus in the center. I'm not going to be worried about what other people say because I have Jesus's opinion that matters the most. All right. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope this was something that opened up your your mind. And I do challenge you today to go ahead and do that. Um, I'll be with you guys again on Friday. We're going to be doing our Friday prayer move. I mean, Friday, woo, Friday prayer wave, uh, 39.0. And, uh, and thank you so much. God bless. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at The Remix Movement for more updates. Be sure to check out our videos on YouTube and subscribe. Feel free to send us a DM with your feedback, questions, and any topics that you would like to hear in any of our future episodes. Thank you and God bless.